Take the usual podcast hosting companies and you'll stay in expensive wonderland. Take the podcast of Matrix Hosting and you'll experience a completely different world of whole podcast library hosting. Choose wisely at podcastmatrix.com. That's podcastmatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. Welcome to my Big Fat Polis premiere episode of Comic versus Adaptation, wherein we discuss the differences when the comic pages jump to life on the big or little screen. I'm your host, Pistol Danger. Bang. He brought the bang back. Did you hear that? He brought the bang. I'm sorry. I I liked it. (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) And joined as always by... Us idiots. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but he's motioning to us. Because that's what I have in the notes. Right, Motion he has it in others. the notes. He, he just like Smurfy, <laughs> will read exactly what the notes say. Huh, now who's dumb? I'm Smurfy. <laughs> and I'm Mr. X. And we have the unenviable task of covering Wanted. So the comic was in 2003. The movie was in 2008. You figure when the comic came out... yeah. Like this was pretty groundbreaking stuff. So was I get, it? for for me, like yeah, it was a little bit shock and awe. And we he was fairly, at least in my opinion, fairly an unknown. Like Mark Millar was fairly unknown. Like this was pre, I don't know, Kick Ass. At least I didn't read Kick Ass. So for me, I was like, oh, I was like kind of shock and awe. Like kind of realized. Okay, it, I, I so. can kind of see what you're saying. Where like you know, with this style, yeah, with him. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Yes, but Millar was also doing a lot of stuff with Marvel. He was doing a lot of the Ultimate stuff in those er- in oh, the true. early 2000s. So. True. But like this style, like it's pretty. But graphic. did you read I mean, it? Did you read it when it came out? Yeah, I read it like so. Well, you you read Wanted when it came out back it hit, in two thousand three. Soon the story ended, paperback came out. I picked the paperback oh, okay. and read it. Okay. So okay. Uh, way before the movie, um, well, you know. Uh, now yes. it's like yeah. So now there's like oh, because I read it at the shop. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, I read it at the shop. So and then put it all back on the shelf. Issues? Okay. Yeah. And then when the paper and that's all it is, just a six issue miniseries. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. And there hasn't been anything else. No nope. part Thank two. Thank God. <laughs> now now you have only read the graphic novel recently yes probably about a week and a half ago oh wow okay uh, so very recently yes uh but that's given me time to calm down and reflect on my thoughts uh, i did not take kindly to it nor to the movie was so, it because it didn't hold up yeah i guess like the beginning part like the way they do his powers air quotes that you can't see is that like they slow down time but then they also like pulse the screen at you now that you're talking about sorry you gotta clarify movie movie or comics yes okay Okay. for whatever reason like they do this for a while in the beginning and it just gave me a headache Mm. i was like i appreciate that they tried to explain bullet time with powers but the way they did it was less than ideal to me all right so you saw the movie first didn't care for the movie uh no when i first saw the movie i liked the movie uh, oh, except for a, so you liked the movie, except when you for saw it. except for a, a few certain plot elements, which we will get into. In a okay, minute. so so you liked the movie for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. 
And then years later, you decided, hey, I want to read the actual source material because I got this podcast and we could do a whole podcast episode about comic book and the adaptation. Correct. Very smart of you. I have only ever seen the film. I remember I saw the film shortly after it was released on, I, I would say, DVD. Mm-hmm. I want to say I probably rented it off of Netflix back when you would get discs in the mail. Okay. It's like when it first came out, Netflix was first around. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember I liked it. I thought it was just out there enough. And once we actually really start talking about the movie and, and, and details and stuff like that, I'll get into why I still like the movie. Now for different reasons, because... It's not a good movie. It isn't. No. But it is a fun movie. I will give you that. So the movie, like I enjoyed the comic, didn't care for the movie, but the movie had its parts that I did enjoy. So it's kind of like, yeah. So that's my. Well, I'm my, using my, this podcast you know. as an opportunity to learn about the actual source material. You guys are going to have to teach me stuff. And you know what? Speaking of teaching people, our Patreon can teach you so much in the ways of the comic book geek. Isn't that right, Pistol? Absolutely, 100%. You got it. Tell them where to go to find our Patreon. You would go to www.patreon.com slash my... Forward slash... Forward slash my big fat pull list podcast. You don't have to have the www in there, man. We're in 2019. You don't need that no more. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hurts my soul every time. It's okay. They're only internal scars. We do have fun. (laughs) And we hope that you have fun. If you'd like to help us continue having this fun, head on over to our Patreon page and uh, donate a couple of uh, dimes, pennies, nickels, quarters. We'll take whatever you got. Anything would be appreciated. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Brad W. Thank you, Brad. Comic. Written by Mark Millar and art by J.G. Jones. Wanted answers the questions of what if Stan from the hit Eminem song Stan got to write a comic book. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Now, before we go any further, I think it's only fair to point out that uh, I kind of thought that as I was reading the comics. Yeah. And I didn't realize until doing research into the episode that the main character is actually based physically on Eminem. Wow. Yeah. And the character, the fox, is based off Halle Berry. Oh. Right? So Fox in the comic book mm-hmm. is black. Yes. See, didn't know that because Angelina Jolie is not black in the film. Correct. Stating facts here. I, to say, <laughs> I just want to give you a try. I want to be like, yes. no, sir, she is a white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the hangover where he's like, our friend's a white? Hey, man, cool with that shit. Have you ever seen Tropic Thunder? That's how Angelina Jolie plays it. Published in 2003 and 2004 by Top Cow, the miniseries only ran for six issues. Based in a world where the supervillains have won the war, a common nobody, Wesley Gibson, finds out he is the heir to his supervillain father's vast fortune. But first, he must prove his worth to the fraternity. What is described as an amoral character, Wesley takes revenge on literally everyone who's ever done him wrong in his life by either killing or raping or killing and raping them. That's right. I added that because I just, I've been remembering it as I've been talking about it. That's right. Don't look at me. That's the way it is. Well, my eyes are all buggy because we got, we got ki- killing. I, I figured. Yeah. I figured there was going to be a lot of uh, mm-hmm. shooting and stabbing. 
I, I, I didn't realize there was going to be raping. Literally, nothing is off the table for them. They run the world. Yeah, they are. They're they're like the secret or- organization behind the president and all governments. But it's apparently anyway. We're going to get into yeah. it. Soon, Wesley finds himself in a deadly game as some of the supervillains no longer wish to hide in the shadows, and find out just who killed his dad. Okay, so walk me through this because I know nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a world where there were superheroes and supervillains. Correct. And there was a uh, big battle. Supervillains won. Yes. Mm-hmm. So all superheroes are are dead. Were they, like, they're, executed? They're either dead or, or they're, they're hiding. No. Oh. They're either dead or they've been brainwashed to think they oh, only right. were superheroes in the TV shows. <laughs> that was one of their major bad guys that did that, right? Yep. Yeah. Because there's a scene where they catch, essentially, who's Batman and Robin, and then lower them into a pit of like nuclear piranhas or something and they and like the guy's like you know oh i was only an actor what are you doing and then they're like ah you were only an actor in your head but to us you were the greatest detective in the world and then they kill him wow yeah so it's not great um because when they describe wesley as an amoral character they're lying to you he's actually an evil little shit he is much different than the wesley from the movie okay not just physically in the movie, Wesley is very sorry. He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But in this, it's, the pathetic nerd who yes. finds out, oh, you're special, and now you can do cool shit. Yes. Right. In this, he's like a se- one of those secret assholes who is like, one day I'm going to get them all. But it never comes because superpowers aren't real, except for mm. ours, of course. Right. He almost reminds me of Eggsy from uh, Kingsman. Yeah, a little if bit. Eggsy, very were beginning. Just an like, absolute- the very no, remember the very beginning? Are guys the bullies who pick on Eggsy? Yes. Like those guys. That's who he's supposed to be kind of as. It's like yes, imagine if like, a bully yeah. got superpowers. That's essentially what this is. They literally have like a two-page spread of him going back and seeking revenge on literally everyone. Like he goes through a list. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like this kind old guy with Alzheimer's who sits on his porch steps. And like every time he sees anyone, he just goes, you know, if it doesn't happen today, it could still happen tomorrow. Like trying to be positive to anybody who will listen. And he just walks up and kills him. Cool. Really relate to this guy. Yeah. They do try and do a little bit of character development near the end where he just goes on a walk, walks into a uh, police precinct, literally kills everyone there except for one woman. And instead of raping her, he just cries. And that's the only time anything like that is mentioned. Essentially, they have men in black power. They explain it only like two times that they have a, they basically have Brainiac and a Mr. Mixia's Pitalik. Hmm. And that's how they're able to men in black the entire world over and over and over again. So they can do whatever they want and then get away with it because no one will remember anything. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. people do know that this thing exists because there's a scene in the comics where they're walking to essentially Dollman's house. And the street is closed off because of fumigation or whatever. And Wesley just looks at the guy and goes, you, we're fraternity. And the cop, just some standard cop, goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And runs off. So apparently it's a huge shadow secret organization that even, you know, the meter maid knows about. Mm. So I I guess the fraternity Mm -hmm. in this world is 
evil supervillain criminal empire kind Correct. of a thing. It's uh, the world is divided. It's almost think Old Man Logan. The I world... was actually about to say it's it, it kind of sounds like an Old Man Logan thing. Yes, the the world is divided in between five people. America is the professor. Australia is the main antagonist, the guy who looks like uh, Deadpool without the mask, where he's all messed up. Asia is uh, essentially the Mandarin, and Europe is a Nazi. The, the oh, well, future. That, make, that makes sense. The future is what he calls himself. I can't remember the, the, the main bad guy's name. So there's no Sloan. There's no Morgan Freeman. No. So uh, when I said, unfortunately, we have the task of doing this, literally night and day. The only thing that stays similar are the names and the quote-unquote mystery of who killed Wesley's father. But let me build up the world first. Like, Old Man Logan, everything's more, I don't know, like, kind of decrepit and destroyed. This is more just like Post-talk modern. Up. Yeah, this is more just like modern time. Mm-hmm. Cars, cell phones, buildings, all this stuff. Yeah, nothing's destroyed. Yeah. They, right, they, right. They, so they, I only think it's like a post-apocalyptic future or anything like that. It's just supposed to be like every day what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, just like in this world, girls, they run the world. And this one, supervillains run the world. You should have put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. I am having a hard time understanding, and again, haven't read it. No, you're fine. But I'm having a hard time understanding why anybody would want to focus on a a moral, Mm -hmm. or or, as you have actually told me, a piece of shit character like Wesley. If there's no way to connect with a character, why would anybody read it? Uh, Please, go on. I was just going to say the reason why I was enjoying it was because it was something different. Because at the time you had everything was, you know, superheroes, everything was pretty much good. And you were like, wow, something's a little edgy. Something's a little different. I don't know. For me, it was like kind of like, whoa, a whole new turn on things. I'm going to see if this roller coaster ride takes us. Okay. So, so you, you got in on it because it was a different take on the whole superhero, supervillain, yeah. super powered aspect. Exactly. And I get how it can be enticing to want to be. Edgy and cool. Right, right. And and how you want to focus on the bad guy because, mm-hmm. hey, even bad guys are people and they're interesting too. I watched and enjoyed the first four seasons of The Sopranos. I watched Dexter. Okay. Ironically, also four seasons. Mm-hmm. I watched all of Breaking Bad. I get the appeal of not necessarily rooting, but at least being fascinated with the psychology of maybe a bad guy. But nothing sounds interesting about this Wesley guy. Honestly, I, I I don't mean to paint such a dour picture of him, but that's exactly what it is. Like, well, I don't I don't care. I'm not going to root for a guy that that I can get behind murdering assholes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get down with some guy who rapes women just because he can. Just because First of all, he can. Well, actually, yeah, they make a joke that he has a lot of sexual hangups because in this everyone's free and fluid and loose. And listen, I don't kink shame anybody. What you're into is what you're into. Right, but. It's hard to get behind Wesley. It's so hard. The only moment of humanity they give him is... How, how, how hard is it? 10 to 12. Tight. <laughs> it's just, it, to me, it's hard. Like, I get what you're saying about it being edgy, and, like, at the time, maybe that wasn't it, yeah. or that wasn't quite so available, but this is just, oh, how can I top that stupid idea? Oh, man, what if he did that? Oh, but then what if he did that? And then, like, there was no one there to be like, no, that's ju- like <laughs> Rain no it in. Yeah, <laughs> well, I did take it back to twenty to twenty five percent. And it also wasn't just Wesley. I, like I'll, I'll be honest, I 
he's kind of like blurred. I was more interested in the other characters around Wesley. The world the, building. The supporting characters were what yes. really fascinated okay. me, and I was like, I'm into because you're right, Wesley. Because like it's all come back to me now. Which ironically enough isn't something that's focused on in the movie. Not at all. Not it's really. All about Wesley mm-hmm. and almost yeah. everybody else is left to be an enigma. Yes. And yeah. And this one, they they cover kind of a lot of the supervillains, what they're going through, yeah. um, like how things have turned out. Like, hey, since there's no more good guys, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're kind of frankly kind of bored. And I was like, that's Half of them are kind of bored. Yeah. Half of, like, literally I, the point I, I of this, there's two stories that go on during that. The first is who killed Wesley's father. Mm-hmm. And the second is half the supervillains want to go back to the good old days where they reign supreme on the streets unopposed. Hmm. And so, like, I can get behind both of those ideas, just not the main character. Because, yeah, actually, one of the characters that I really liked was the doll man. Yeah, because he's, all, he's cool. He was a married man with two daughters, maybe less, and he didn't tell his wife or anyone that he was a supervillain. Hmm. Okay. okay. And so, like, he had to keep that secret. And his wife consistently thought he was having affairs because he kept going on business trips. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so she, he had her meet Wesley so he could be like, "This is the head of accounting, Wesley yeah. Ships." He right? works with me. Yeah. Now you know it's Gibson. all legit. Gibson. Gibson. Yes. It's funny, it's like, because her business trip was going to another universe and then stealing something from that universe to bring it back to theirs. Uh, Are we talking about a parallel universe? Yeah, they have a multiverse. With with heroes. Yeah. And they they had to fight off the heroes. Wow. Yeah. But they have to to stay low-key enough that other, like, the reason they go underground, as they say, is because they don't want to attract the multiverse of heroes to come rain down on them. Wow. So they just let everyone, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. See, like those are the aspects I liked of the everything. Those are great ideas. There's a lot. There's two things that I that really I did not like about this. Wesley is a terrible main character. Yes. R- right. And the twist of who killed Wesley's father. Oh, that was bad too. Is bad in the comics, not nearly as bad in the movie. Yes. The movie is a is a bait and switch. Right. The comic is an outright lie. Yeah. Be- ah. Because and here we go. The comic shows the dad get shot in the head. Okay. So they show very, him legit very graphically. Dead. Yeah, they show like, like horrifically graphically. the blood. He's having yeah. a an orgy with some young men. Yeah. Uh, because he because he every now and then he'll go a whole year of only, only having sex with men. Because and I think the oh, I hated this line. I remember because I hated it. The perfumed touch of a woman after one year is so exquisite. Yeah, so he has sex with dudes so he can then have sex with girls and it's better. So I'm going to have sex with dudes <laughs> yeah. for a year so that I can enjoy having sex with women yeah. more. Now, that's like the first three pages you find that out. Yes. Like you've, the first three pages and then, of the comic. Uh, again, we don't kink shame here. We don't kink no, shame. No, I don't care. But I'm saying the first three pages you find out that like Wesley's not a good dude. And he's pretty bad and runs with a kind of a rough crowd. And mm-hmm. his dad is a weirdo. But he like, knows his dad. No, no, he doesn't. Still know. doesn't okay, know his so dad. No, he doesn't know his dad. dad. No. So then, just like you know, just like in the movie, shots come out, kills the two uh, guys, and then his dad goes for cover, goes to find him, tries to shoot him, gets shot. Okay, and then so after he's mm-hmm. been assassinated, the fraternity goes to Wesley saying, yeah. "Hey, guess what? Your your dad was this awesome supervillain. Yeah. He's been killed. Join our group." And you find out his dad was like a dead shot, like an amazing marksman. Same, like the same kind of thing. Yeah. Mm, okay. However, the the twist, yeah, <laughs> the twist. is that his dad faked his death. Mm-hmm. Even though we clearly see him but you don't get find that shot out. in the head. I mean, you don't right. find that until way later yes. they have the whole story. Right. It's only but, six issues. Yes. So. Yeah, that was the part that I was like, that, like and what sucks is it was like the fifth issue you find that out and I just went to like 
Ugh, like yeah. really like come but on. it didn't even explain in a cool way how he faked his death even though we no saw the only no. reason that no one else questioned it because the dad and fox were an item at the time ah. she was the one who id'd the body yeah so no wink, one questioned it wink right and then when he comes to it isn't he just like standing there and he's just like but it Wesley, shows it, sh- it shows in the comic book you said he got shot in the head yes. yeah graphically oh yes, yeah go ahead find it yeah I'll there. sorry but yes it does no, like he just gets faked and then he just goes into a life of seclusion and works out because in the comic he's kind of a chubbier old gentleman. With gun in hand. Mm-hmm. Shot in the back of the head. But yes, okay, so they're showing me uh, the art the, from the trade paperback and I don't see how you can fake this. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. He, he okay, have... okay, so that's uh So it's just an outright lie and kind of like it feels like just a shitty thing to do. Uh, sorry, there's part of the comic right there at the very end. Yeah. That uh this little line here says you kidding? That's how they whacked the killer. So technically, it's, that's all a story someone told the guys at the funeral of him how he died. Oh, that's how they get you with that lie. That one little line at the bottom. If you're not paying attention, so somebody's telling a story. story that's how they killed him, and that's how he but died. To me, that's still it's still, flimsy. That still is flimsy. But the thing, I don't but it's like two that. pages of, of like them telling the story without them being like, "Hey, here's yeah. how it happened." At the end, quick sentence, and it's like, again, I have I have a lot of respect for Millar, but that's that's a yeah. little cheap. Yeah, that's the, exactly how it feels. So Even there ain't no loom in this at all. Right? No, 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 not the loom. Magic loom, there, which no we're going to get to. Loom of fate. And the point is, he had to make Wesley. He reveals himself after being on a hiatus for however long this comic goes on, because he had. I think it's like a year, whatever, maybe more. Basically, he works out that time, gets back into shape, right? Does uh, does all the things he wants to do, and then he shows up to have Wesley kill him because only Wesley is able to kill his dad is only deserving to kill his dad. And because hold on, there's a really other stupid. I I believe the reason was like, if you kill me, then that will put your place in with the fraternity to be like, Oh, you killed the killer. Now you're the killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's what like, but the reason he had to do the fake, uh, he had to fake his death was because his mother raised a pussy. Yeah. He was mad because his son turned out to be a, a wiener. <laughs> yep. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, good. the story. Like I said, the story of Wesley. Like I was like, nope, scrub it from my memory. But all the side characters. That, yeah. Super awesome. A lot in the of the world, side characters. Super awesome. Because which is the way I enjoyed it. Instead of Sloan, there's the professor, and okay. he's basically like Lex Luthor. He just builds, and he seems on the up and up until. He leaves one of the league like gatherings and then has his bodyguard, which is essentially Bizarro Superman, take him to the club where the women are. And he would like to see if some of the younger women are working tonight, implying that he's a pedophile. Oh, lovely. And then he is killed by a shit guy, a literal monster of shit, like from Dogma. Like the Golgothan? Yes. Floods the car he's in. It's a rubber poop monster. And kills him. He is made up of feces from 666 of the world's most evil people. Okay, well, I mean, that's that, cool. That's Yeah, right. I'm down, I'm down with that. See, right. Like I said, there's cool parts of the comic, which overall I enjoyed it. Wesley, hey, a pedophile stupid. drowning in, in evil shit. Right. I'm, I'm down with now, that. Now, let me ask you this question, Mr. Pistol. Go ahead. Will. Do you think he? Do you think Mark was trying to prove like these guys are bad guys, but just took it like maybe several steps too far? Like, hey, not only are they like bad guys, but we're gonna make them super horrible. They're evil guys, bad guys. Sure. Like, there's bad guys. Like, yeah. he robs stores. Then there's this guy's a pedo. Well, I mean, and I'm like, that's of, you don't got to go there. A lot but of stories was that, he that really focus pushing on it? Bad guys, right? Doing right. Bad things. Good, in a sense. Let's uh, look at the boys. 
Yeah. Right. That that's that was gonna be my comparison. You honestly, know, the boys, they're questionable people doing bad things, but for a good reason. The boys are two wrongs make a right. <laughs> in a in sense, my because eyes, because the superheroes bad, are reason. worse. Right. Yes. Than the quote unquote vigilantes, I guess. And I'll I'll just leave that calling bad. most of the characters in in the boys vigilantes. Mm-hmm. Even though they're that's really not how I would really identify them. But this is not the The Boys podcast. We're talking about wanted. Correct. Fun fact though, just gonna rein this in, that uh Mark Millar and Jones originally wanted to ditch the costumes altogether and only have the characters wear them during Wesley's initiation and any other, like, big league moments, but then forgot about it and just put them in the costumes. And that's for the comic book, correct? That's for the comic book, yes. So the bad guys are wearing their supervillain costumes through the majority of the book. Mm -hmm. Does Wesley get a supervillain costume at some point? Yeah, it basically looks like a kind of like an SS suit. like an uh, wonderful. He he, like, he looks like special ops forces guy. Like sure. he's got like the, or, or, or a Navy SEAL. He's got like the black, almost like wetsuit kind of look black to it. Or like he black. almost looks like Snake Eyes, if Just you will. Show him the picture. Well, that's the picture I found was wasn't isn't him, but like that's more like. Show uniform. me the cover. Which isn't is that him in the cover? Yeah. yeah. So like I say, he almost looks very looks very Snake Eyes like very like a, that, a commando snake with a with yeah. a Snake Eyes type of yeah okay right like he's got commando stuff with the with the guns and the that, that's tech not vests even, and, even visually right. that's not. Appealing, captivating. It's not. Mm-hmm. He's just like a typical right. other bad guy. Yeah, and his power is he's just really good at shooting. Also, nowhere in here does anyone curve a bullet of any kind. No curving bullets. No curving bullets. Well, then what's the point of even reading this? <sighs> well, let's ask you, our audience. Did you read Wanted? And if so, what did you think? Hit us up on our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook at my big fat polis. And if you have any of the comics, take a picture. Share them with us. Movie. Released in 2008 by Universal Pictures, written by Michael Brandt, Derek Haas, and Chris Morgan, and directed by Timur Bekmamatov. Wanted is a headache-inducing film starring James McAvoy, Angelina Jolie, and Morgan Freeman. Also appearing are Terrence Stamp, mm-hmm. Common, Chris Pratt, and Thomas Kretschmann who you might know is Baron Von Strucker from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. And actually a lot of other things. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It very loosely, very absolute, bare bones, minimalized loosely, is based on the comic book by Mark Millar and J.G. Jones. Yeah, it's it's called Wanted. Yes. And it's got a character called Wesley Gibson yep. and a character called Fox. Correct. And there That's, you go. They, yeah, they, they use gun, No, they use guns. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he okay. uses gun. Yes. Yeah, that's we're, we're good there. With a score by Danny Elfman, at least the movie's pleasant to listen to. See, I I I didn't even notice a Danny Elfman score. I did honestly. Like I I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, this is Danny Elfman. I was like, like as I'm watching it, and this migraine is just getting intenser and intense as they keep doing slow mo. This they're like the chase scene where the cars are like, and now this, and now this, and now this, and now this, this, this. And I'm like, holy shit, stop. At least the music was always nice. Because that first chase scene with Cross and Fox, air quotes, is awful cinematography. You're talking about the one with the bus and the Dodge Viper? Yes. Yeah, that was amazing. That's how it ended. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious could take yeah. a few lessons from these guys. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the world. The movie I'm world. glad you asked. 
based in a world where stupidly loyal hitmen take direction from an ordinary loom and have shaped history accordingly, Wesley Gibson, a complete loser, learns he is the heir to his assassin father's vast fortune after he's been murdered. He must prove his worth to the fraternity, who believe Wesley is the only one capable of stopping the deadly cross, the man who killed his father. Wesley then goes through intense training to prove himself, all the while questioning if listening to a loom is the right way to do things. Well, that's definitely something I'd question. Right? Like, wow. we only allowed one. where did the loom even come from? Did the three writers even read the comic? Three writers. It took three people to crank this out. To make this unrecognizable from the comic book. And uh, again, I haven't read it, but with everything that you guys described to me, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. To me, it's both. Yeah. Because they take the worst part, which is Wesley Gibson from the comics, and they replace him with Wesley Gibson from the movie. But then they take out the world building of the comics and replace it with vague and mysterious hitmen who are specialized in certain skills. Right. And right. they never bother to expand. And they're all kind of assholes. Like, not one of them's really nice except for the, the, the Russian. The Russian guy yeah. who, who's already messed up in the head anyway. Yeah. He's the only nice one. But he's also the only one who also knows what's going on. But he's so messed up in the head, he can't Articulate communicate. It. Yes. That's why, and we're, we're getting into deep into the movie, but that's why, mm. you know, the whole third act builds up to exploding rats. Mice. Thanks to. But yes. It's rats. Is it rats? Yeah. It's I thought rats. he had mice. Oh, okay. It's not mice. Those are rats. No, you're right, because I'm remembering how he catches them all. Yes, okay. Because they love peanut butter. They love peanut butter. Bitches love peanut butter. Here's here's the thing. I I appreciate the fact that we have a relatable character, somebody who hated his job, yes. right. somebody who was just so worn down from life that he didn't even care that his best friend mm-hmm. was sleeping with his girlfriend. Correct. It was just one of those characters that you go, wow, okay. Very similar to kind of like Edward Norton's character at the beginning of Fight Club. Okay. Yeah, it's like that's... this guy is just mm-hmm. tuned out. He just does not care about anything. He's just existing. We've all been there. So that isn't totally unrelated to Wesley of the Comics. Because Wesley of the Comics also hates his life, is in a dead-end job by the boss. I didn't even really get into the racial overtones of the comic, because they're there. Oh, do we, do, do we need to? No, we're not going to. Right. And uh, But yeah, he's kind of in a similar boat where he hates everything, but he's just a little prick with a, waiting to get powers to kill everyone. Right. This Wesley, he's just a guy. Like, right, yeah. he's one of us. You can sympathize with that character. Therefore, mm. when the extraordinary does happen to him, you're all for it. It's like, yeah, mm. okay, change. Change your situation, man. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have the ability to take control, which mm. is also something we all want to be able to do. I appreciate that. But then this movie feels like it's it was, hey, you remember The Matrix? Very much so. That all took place in a world of computers, this is real world. Mm-hmm. We can do this shit in the real world. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that I remember the first time I saw this movie, I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. because it was superpower Matrix style. A handful of people in the world had this ability to where they could slow things down. Thanks to adrenaline. Thanks to adrenaline. Thanks to something in the, basically their mutant power. Yes. Was they could speed themselves up slowing everything else down, making them excellent marksmen, 
fighters and do incredible stuff. I mean, the beginning of that movie where the guy runs down the hallway and jumps across to another building, that's some next-level shit right there. If I can take the disbelief pill for the Matrix to go like, okay, so this was all in a computer world, and humanity is batteries. All right, fine. I like Keanu Reeves. Then I was able to take the disbelief pill for this movie and just go, oh, okay, so it's their superpower. They can bend space and time to make bullets curve, and they know how to drive really cool, and and, and shit just falls in place for them. Okay, fine. I'm going to have fun. See, that's where you lost me in the movie. Like, I was cool with, hey, we can slow down our adrenaline. Hey, we only select few people have this ability. Cool. It was bending the bullets that drove me up the wall. Really? And I could not handle it. And then even after a while in the movie, I was able to get passed by the discipline. Like, okay, man, movie magic. I'll believe it. But when that dude brought out that, uh, like, automatic rifle and he fired the gun and all the bullets were able to bend, I was done. Because I was like, okay, I'll go with their whole thing. We're like, with the pistol, we fire it and swing the gun, and as we're swinging it, that's what helps the bullet curve and all makes sense. And I was like, okay, those are your rules, cool. And the guy stands up there with a fully automatic machine gun, and he's, and the bullets are just kind of curving it. I'm like, what is going on? And I was mad. That was at the end, but yeah. So I don't remember that. Yeah, only one guy had him, but it's still, I was just like, don't break your own rules, man. I just watched the movie earlier today. I don't remember that. Yeah, should have been at the end. Regardless, here's the scene that broke my mind. Oh, okay. Was when Morgan Freeman, who is a terrific actor, yes, looks square, <laughs> square at the young James McAvoy and says, now if you didn't know how a bullet worked and I told you to shoot that target, you could do it with the meat in front of it. Implying that because he knows physics... He couldn't, like, it doesn't matter, even if James McAvoy, <laughs> even if Wesley didn't understand how guns work, he knows science, and the fastest way between point A and point B is a straight line. True. There's no True. curving around the beef in the line, get a better gun that the, shoots through the beef. Because they're acting like, act like gravity doesn't exist. Cool, yeah, now right. fire this gun and the bullet will go wherever you want it to go. Right. This is, what, telekinetics? This, this, this is a movie that says that these people because of their ability can, can defy physics right mutants do it flying? all the time i mean you're right but why aren't they flying then uh, uh, again uh, look, only a bullet can defy let, physics let's take another film and compare jumper so that's a bad movie too though it is a bad movie but <laughs> how dare you that's comparing but, but two rotten apples it's a group of people sure only select out, right only select people have this ability. who have the same power mm -hmm. nobody else has powers in the world this is the only power that's out there and it's teleportation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I can believe that there is a handful of people out there that are born with this ability that their body can do awesome things, including making bullets curve. Clearly not. You're laughing at the premise. I I'm laughing <laughs> at the premise because I don't take the movie serious. And it's not supposed to be yeah. taken seriously. I am with you. You know, if they did shit like this in a John Wick film, mm -hmm. I'd be pissed because now, yeah. now I don't like it. Because right. now we're trying to be too much like The Matrix and John Wick. Mm -hmm. I like John Wick because it's, it's practical. Yes. It, it, it's real life. This is... If we lived in a world mm -hmm. that had a kick-ass underground society of assassins, I'd like to believe that that was the world of John Wick. Mm-hmm. But once you start adding in stuff from Fast and Furious movies <laughs> sure, and no, the right. Matrix, yep. you you have to look at it as kind of like a live action cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm still with you. Just that one line 
to me was absolutely stupid. It sounds like it is something that was taken out of the Matrix. Yes, it, it's it's literally you can bend from, his mind. From, you can right, bend exactly. your spoon. Like, it's like when Neo visits the Oracle. Yeah. And she said, well, you know, the spoon doesn't exist, so you just tell yourself it doesn't exist, and you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same thing, only in this real world. Yes, it's stupid, but but it's also cool to watch these bullets do the things that they do in the movie. And I'm okay with movies creating rules. Like, hey, man, here's the rules for this movie. Right. Going along with it. I'm cool with it. It's kind of when you start breaking your when own you rules. When you break your and own I'm rules, like, yes. Don't make up your own rules and be like, well, we broke our rules. Because it's like, well, now we just have chaos and anarchy and stupid. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of chaos and anarchy and stupid, there's a f- loom in this. <laughs> I like <laughs> I That per- they take orders from and have for a century. Who dictated? Was it a century? I feel like yeah. it was, it was a long time, man. Years. Yeah. yeah. Who thought that, like, you know what? In our world of assassins who can bend bullets, they need to follow something that makes fabric. First of all, how dare you insult Lumi? Yes, this is his name, Lumi the Loom. How oh, dare you? I, well, Lumi the Loom. I would burn I'm him kidding. if he wasn't already destroyed. I, that sounds like a name they'd give it a to in the movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> how dare you? You know what? That's another thing that I didn't really have a problem with because there have been so many movies that have had prophecies in, from Bones. Oracles. The stars. And just spit in a teacup or, <laughs> or, or drain your tea leaves and I can read shit and that. A Loom doesn't, doesn't like... It's not within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they even boil it down to binary code, because math is the universal language. So in a way, I was like, okay, this this isn't that far-fetched. It's the fact that we didn't spend enough time, and, and we mentioned this, there's not enough world building Correct. in the film for us to get a feel and then accept what we're being told mm-hmm. because it's all just quick, 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 boom, boom, quick, quick, boom, 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 quick. Yes. This is the early 2000s. There was a whole time period, late 90s into the early 2000s, where that quick editing style was ever. I mean, hell, Michael Bay is still doing it. You're not he, wrong. He, he, he thinks that quick cuts and then zooming in and zooming out to where things look just a little bit distorted makes it more realistic like you're watching a documentary if i wanted to watch a documentary i'd watch a documentary mm-hmm. i want to see giant f-ing robots fight other giant f-ing robots i was gonna say it sounds like transformers you just described Mega. well yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying mm-hmm. 2008 is not early 2000s but that's not the point here oh for the love of Pete, we're gonna we're, nitpick <laughs> yes we're, we're we're nitpicking here fine yes fine, i'm wrong Thank you. That's all there, I wanted. That's all you want now to hear. it's on audio and it can yes, never be it, taken away. Be out in the universe forever. I'm wrong. Good. Too bad. That, thankfully, there's no editor that can cut out what you said. <laughs> yeah, like that's it, it, basically they just don't world build. They don't care to. See, I was gonna because, say, like, would you like it more if they would have done the like multiverse type stuff? Do you think in the movie? No, I would have just liked them to world build. Okay, so just like just take that little city they were in and like okay, I build, guess, and yeah. we'll build I all mean, the build, characters. build around all the characters because instead of the three the, they the, have the build the world building of the John Wick. Give stuff. us give us the toy man. Give us mm-hmm. the creepy old scientist guy. Give us the poop monster. Or just expound upon the butcher, the uh, the guy that would just beat him up for no reason. Expound on the Russian. You know, and, Common. He was the gunsmith. Yep. Le- go. Tell me about these characters. Yeah, they had four to five other characters. They didn't need to create anybody that they could have expounded upon because they were all absolute assholes. So when they die, unlike in the comic, when all the hero villains, (laughs) quote unquote, start dying, 
you feel sad for some of the people you like. Right. When the doll man dies, you're like, come on. But in here, I'm just like, yeah, kill Common. Fuck him. You <laughs> yeah, know? He's just a bad, he's just another bad guy. Yeah. Like, kill the butcher. Who cares? He's, he lacks some meat and he's got knives. You as the audience almost become Frank Castle. I don't, where you're I don't like, actually think just the another butcher bad guy. was... French, was, if that was, 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 that was that, whatever that was, Italian. I don't know what that yeah, was. It was kind of French Italian. It was terrible. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm to, sorry to all of our French Italian <laughs> listeners. Just we're sorry. sorry to you especially, but everyone else. I'm sorry for that terrible. But like you know, expound on some of these people. Give them humanity that you gave Wesley. Right. right. And let us be like. So when the dime drops and they're all actual assholes, it's like, oh man, mm, now Wesley's yeah. got to go through and murder him because otherwise you're just like, re- it's just revenge. Like, yeah, get him, get him. They right. were mean to you. Yeah, because if it was more like the comic book, then he would have killed Chris Pratt and then raped his girlfriend before killing her. Yeah, over and over again. Over and over. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He just leaves Chris Pratt because he's like, I'm moving on to bigger, better things because now I have tons of money and I'm a super guy. Yeah, because that's See the ya. one thing he doesn't do. He doesn't f- with his girlfriend. He just vanishes for like three months, shows back up, grabs some of his shit, tells her to fuck off. At least this twist feels more earned because you find out they're lying. They've been lying the whole time. So it makes sense that they would lie to him about his dad being murdered Mm -hmm. because we see the guy. The guy actually gets killed, but that's not his dad. They're just lying to him to say that that is his dad. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, yes. So that actually well, the twist made smart sense. because yeah. it's like okay because we we recruited you because we knew you were the one person he wouldn't kill. Correct. So we're going to train you to be the person that could get close to him to kill him. Yeah, that that and it that works. totally makes sense. That's, right. works. That's part of the script that actually is yes. solid. Right. Uh, some of the other stuff though, no, I agree is is a little is a little wacky. It's a little out there, mm-hmm. and surprisingly enough, it's it's filled with stars. Yeah, it is filled with names. Now, some of those names were smaller than they are now. True, but they're still names. Some of those names are bigger than they were now. Like Chris man. Pratt was unheard of back then. Correct. So you get yeah, why he has is, a smaller this is part. Like one of his first like real right. film roles. But still, like mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie was pretty big at the time. Angelina Morgan Jolie Freeman was still pretty and big. Morgan time. Freeman were probably the two biggest stars. In that film, McAvoy was, was still not. coming up. Yeah, he was yes. still coming up. Like, Common, like who's this guy? Common. Yeah, I, I don't even. I I know Common now. Yeah, but back then I was like, I don't know this guy. But mm-hmm. He's playing a cool character. I like the gunsmith. I wish he would do mm-hmm. more with that ca- yeah. character. Terrence. Terrence Stamp. Stamp. You've got Zod. Mm-hmm. You know, you toss him in anywhere, and and I'll pay attention. And he plays a very small but important character, like an actor like that should. So. I, they set things up to where this should be a really good movie. They did, but and, it, f- it and failed. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It did well, but it, it didn't it did. do as well as they hoped because this is this is two thousand and eight. This is the cusp. Mm-hmm. This is the year that Iron Man came out. Oh yeah. This is the yeah. year where we start. Hollywood starts proving. Well, certain parts of Hollywood starts proving we can do comic book adaptations right. Yes. And I think wanted, and and it may have something to do with the fact that it didn't have any kind of semblance of the original source material at all. Maybe that's why it failed. I don't know. Again, I didn't read the book. But I bet there's a fun fact to go into this. (laughs) You know it. I like to have fun facts with all my stuff. There was actually talk of a sequel. Of course. And everybody had signed back on that was still alive for the most part. 
so, is my understanding. McAvoy. Pratt, McAvoy. Why would we bring Pratt's character back? Mm. I guess build on it since he was so kind of small. Like, oh, what yeah. happened to his girlfriend and her her but we don't cheater? Care. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And it was supposed to actually go more towards the comics. Oh. But it was caught in developmental hell and stalled out like a lot of films do. And... Honestly, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that's. Wait, I think we no. we all are in agreement that if wanted, if mm-hmm. the movie wanted had more world building, it would have been a better movie. movie. It still wouldn't have been a great movie, but it would have been a better movie than the movie that we got. And you can cut the loom out. They're just hitmen who take jobs. See, I say I say cut the curved bullet crap out. This would be a great marksman. Done. Both both are valid. Yes. Yes. That's what we thought about wanted the movie, but we want to know: Have you seen? the film from 2008 and if you have what did you think about it do you agree with us thinking that uh, it could have been better Uh, or do you think it's just a steaming pile let us know head on over to our website at mybigfatpoolistpodcast.com and let us know ladies and gentlemen it's time for the main event of the evening are you ready? And the winner is... To me, the winner is the movie. Because ultimately, as much as I do appreciate the fact that they focus on the world building in the comic, mm-hmm. I still fucking hate Wesley. <laughs> can't, can't get around that. Right. But at least the movie's Wesley is a tolerable character. I, I, I Honestly, I like him. Yeah, until yeah, the so very right, yeah. end with the, what the fuck have you done with your life? It's like, I don't know, man. What? I have a comic podcast. I'm doing pretty good. Hey, what? Are, why are we breaking the fourth wall here at the very end of the hey, damn movie? Yeah. What about you, Smurfy? You read the comic. You've seen the film. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins? Uh, the comic. I just, comic? Yeah, I know it's weird. Wesley's still a little shithead in the comic, and you really do hate him. And I do like the Wesley in the movie better, but I like the world building of the comic, and that's where I originally got lost at. I like the some of the characters he created. I like what he did with them. I like the multiverse concept. So I like the dead heroes, because they don't talk about anything with heroes at all in the movie. Right. So that's why I'm like Just comic. a world of really awesome yeah, assassins. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm comic for me. Well, it's split down the middle for the two of you i don't really feel like my vote kind of is going to count because i've only seen the film so of course i'm going to go film by default but i will say this i was hoping that this podcast yes i'm about to monologue (laughs) the sunday after school special talk yes go on i i will say this i was hoping that this podcast would entice me to want to read smurphy's trade and after talking about the comic book, I'll read it. Uh, sure. It might take me a little while. It might sit on the shelf here for a week or two or five, but I'll eventually will get around to it. If you did not own the trade after listening to the two of you describe it, I wouldn't seek it out. In my mind, I'm glad we got the movie because it sounds a hell of a lot more enjoyable than the source material. But... Who cares what we think? We want to know what you think. Yes. Which but. is better, the comic or the film? Let us know by heading over to our social media pages. And how many social media pages do we have? Are they seven? Teen. Wow, that... Thousand. That's, that's incorrect. Seventeen thousand. No. Oh. It's a raven all over again. <laughs> the damn raven again. No, we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram. And hopefully coming soon... 
YouTube or some sort of video streaming service as well. That's Disney right. Plus. Yes, we're going to be, it's going to be Pull List Plus. We're going to be airing right after The Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. Could we just call it Pull Plus? That might get mistaken Pull for plus. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Actually, we have a Pornhub sponsor with that name. But that's <laughs> oh, not the point here. That's going. Yep. And of course, we go blue. I hope you've enjoyed our first episode of Comic versus Adaptation. Trust me, folks, there will be many, many more. And we're really going to focus on stuff that uh, is outside of our comfort zones. Like this. I'll be honest. The, right, reason, yeah. Yeah. the reason this was picked first is because I saw the movie and Smurfy had always talked about the book. That's why I picked this as our inaugural episode. Yeah, okay. And, and I, think it, I think it was a great episode. So until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. I'm the main host, Pistol Danger. Bang. I realized I, I took over again. I'm sorry. You, no, we can take it back. No, no. No, 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 I'm serious. We can take it back. No, you were no. leading it, so you should end it. No, I'm, I, I don't really care. I think that's fine. I'm fine. But then you make me sound like an asshole there at the end. He does it to everybody, though. Yeah, it's not just you. Yeah. I hope you don't cut any of this banter. I don't, I don't want this to be the spoiler at the end. I want this all to be there. No, I'm fine. <laughs> he's not, though. On the inside, he's not. I'm raging on the inside. He gets a red ring. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic picks, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time. Keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. And directed by Tamur Bekmama... Bet- mm, I gotta practice that. Good luck, buddy. Mamvetov? Yeah, let's go with that. Directed by Timur Bekmamatov? Y- yes, but this no is question mark. the question off. <laughs> okay. Sorry, oh my god. Is that the, is that the shit demon or is this a bad guy? Is that like the clay? Yeah, that's guy? a shit demon. Yeah, it's a yeah, shit demon. A, yeah, they actually have him a black leotard. Like, see, like they the throw shit him like, demons wearing a yeah. leotard? Or maybe. No, I think that's shadows, oh, is it the shadows? I think okay. Shadows, At first yeah. I thought I was like, is he wearing like a leotard? I was no, like, that's, it's not like the sense. thing, yeah. <clears throat> oh, no, yeah, okay, yeah. That was his name. Shithead. Yeah. <laughs> the poop so the poop monster was yeah. named Shithead. I didn't realize the back hit dossier is. Yeah, right, you ready? Mm-hmm. We're good now. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> oh, I lost my notes. Found him. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We can edit all of this out.